Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. You got to listen to wisdom. Somebody say amen. Listen to wisdom. And then listen, a classic example of the word of wisdom comes from, a classic example from the, of the word of wisdom comes from the wisest man on the earth, except Jesus, who was the wisest man on the earth? Solomon, you know that. First Kings, great story, read it. First Kings chapter three, write it down, read it in your own time. First Kings chapter three, two women came to Solomon claiming to be the mother of the same child. And the truth is, one mother rolled over and suffocated her baby during the night and stole the other woman's baby. So they had a dispute. Whose baby was it? And Solomon said, bring me a sword and I'll cut the baby in half and give half to each mom. And so the false mom said, great, let's divide him. And the real mom said, no, let her have the child. That is wisdom. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you slice it. And I don't care how smart you are. You don't come up with a solution like that unless it comes from God. That's wisdom. That's a word of wisdom. Acts chapter six. We don't have time to look at it, but in Acts chapter six in the New Testament, there's an example of the word of wisdom. And if you really want to see wisdom in action, look at Jesus. Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Let's move forward. Not only the word of wisdom, but secondly, the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge, like the word of wisdom, isn't a vast reservoir of knowledge that you can tap into anytime you want. Again, it's a gift, not the accumulation of information. It has nothing to do with learning. It's not about having knowledge of the Bible. It's not about being well-read and well-traveled. It's not the accumulation of information, but of spiritual revelation. It's a gift of the word of knowledge. And here's the definition of the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God. It's the God-given ability to receive from God by revelation the facts concerning something that is humanly impossible for us to know anything about. The word of knowledge is supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God It is the God-given ability to receive from God by revelation 
the facts concerning something that is humanly impossible for us to know anything about. A word, listen, here's like uh, eighth grade grammar. A word is a fragment of a sentence. That's eighth grade grammar, yes? Probably college level stuff by now, but eighth grade grammar when I was growing up is a word, it's just a fragment or part of a sentence. A word of knowledge is just a fragment or a part of God's knowledge. He gives us a piece or a fragment of his knowledge regarding a particular situation or circumstance. The word of knowledge is a gift, a manifestation of the spirit that oftentimes operates without you even knowing it's operating. You don't know how you know what you know. You just know that you know. Did you pick that up? You don't know how you know what you know. You just know that you know. And God just tells you things that's just humanly impossible for you to know. Now, listen, young folks, this one's for you. All parents have this gift. Amen. Parents, where you at? Don't leave me out here. Where you at? Amen. Don't leave me. I'm trying to help you. All parents have this gift. How do I know that? Because when your parents, how many times it happened? When your parents yell at you or saying something to you and then you walk down the hall mumbling, razzle, 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 and then your mom go, what you say? So what you say? I slap you the next week, boy. What you say? See, they know stuff. It's God. It's the Lord. In the life and the ministry of Jesus, we see a word of knowledge. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, fellas, what's the word on the streets about me? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, and some say you're Jeremiah. And Jesus said, but what do you say or who do you say that I am? And Peter piped up, you know, he said, you are the Christ, the son of a living God. And Jesus said, Pete. You didn't come up with that on your own. That was revealed to you by the Father who is in heaven. That's a word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is information and revelation that God gives to his people for a specific purpose and reason. You know, it happens all the time when I'm preaching. Many times after a service, you know, some guy, I just remember over the years, so many guys, especially guys kind of, they come up to me after service and they, you know, I've been preaching and I'm saying something and I'm just preaching the word of God. I'm not thinking about any one person, generally never thinking about any one person, just teaching and preaching God's word. And a guy will come up to me and he'll go, and my wife's been talking to you. And I'll go, uh, no. And who are you? I don't even know who you are. I mean, no, because a word of knowledge comes just like that. Again, you don't know how you know what you know, but you know. And God just speaks as the pastor is preaching the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit that God just gives you that knowledge about a situation. And what has freely been given must also be freely given to others as the spirit of God leads. Well, the word of wisdom the word of knowledge, and the gift of faith. Let's move on. The gift of faith. Now, you got your pen? There are three principal kinds of faith. Three principal kinds of faith. Number one, there's natural faith. Number two, there's saving faith. And then thirdly and finally, there's supernatural faith or the gift of faith. There's natural faith, saving faith, and supernatural faith. The gift of faith 
is not natural faith. The gift of faith is supernatural faith. Natural faith we find in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Paul says, for I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one. Can somebody read it with me? Each one, a measure of faith. We all have natural faith. Listen to me. We all have natural faith. We're born with natural faith. We all have it. We all use it every single day. As a matter of fact, you're using natural faith right now. What are you talking about, Willis? You're sitting in a chair. Sitting in that chair, you are trusting by faith that that chair is going to hold you up. You're using natural faith right now. When you board a plane, do you know you are having tremendous faith when you board an airplane? <laughs> Amen. You, there's tremendous faith. You, did you give the pilot a breathalyzer? Did you give him a drug test? Did you give him a psychological eval? He might be crazy. You don't know. You get on a plane, sit down, put your headset in and go to sleep. You don't know if you're going down, man. You don't know. You're trusting that the man is sane and that you are going to get where you're going to go, where you want to go. If you eat at Golden Corral, you are exercising enormous faith. Am I right about it? That's okay. That's enormous faith. That's the kind of faith that moves mountains. <laughs> I am telling you, I remember years ago in our church um, when we had like, like 20 or 30 people or something like that, and, and like at the end of service, I'd go, and so some of you have been around here for like 15, 17 years, you know, I would say, um, hey, well, you know, we're going to go to Golden Corral. If you want to meet over there, we're going to meet up at Golden Corral. You know, 30 of us might meet over there at Golden Corral. And we used to go there as a church Every Sunday, we did that. Remember, we used to go there every Sunday for like a year or two. And um, that's when I would eat that kind of food. Now it's like, ugh. I mean, ugh. Ugh. I mean, if you ever, if I remember the setup correctly, the kitchen door was right there where they cut the roast beef or where they have the meat, the the. The, the, the steaks and stuff like that is right there and they're coming out with the food. If you ever stand there and watch that kitchen door open, you will never go back. You will never go back. There will be the end of your faith right there. <laughs> you will never go back. I mean, it's like the, have you, the kitchen floor is like, okay, that's nasty, okay? No, 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 that's evil, that's not of God. Now, our front is all cleaned up. It is enormous faith to eat at Golden Corral. Amen. Here's the definition of the gift of faith. Got a pen? Write it down. The gift of faith is faith that comes from the Lord in a supernatural way. It extends exceedingly abundantly above and beyond natural faith. The gift of faith is faith that comes from the Lord in a supernatural way. It extends exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond natural faith. Supernatural faith, the gift of faith, some theologians call it, write it down, special faith, special faith. The gift of faith is the God-given ability to believe for the impossible. The gift of faith allows you to step out and do things that seem crazy to other people. 
The gift of faith is when God gives you incredible certainty that he's doing a work. The gift of faith is the kind of faith that you know, that you know, that you know in your deepest knower that God wants you to do something. That's the gift of faith. It makes me think of when uh, Elvira and I first moved here, my family first moved here, we, God was speaking to me in visions and, and, and dreams to move to the East Coast. And we were out on the West Coast. So I called the uh, affiliation office for Calvary Chapel, and I'm just feeling in my spirit that God wants me to come to the East Coast. So I called the affiliation office, and I said to the guy who was overseeing all the Calvary Chapels, I said, um, is God doing something on the East Coast? Is there something, you know, are people calling from the East Coast, wanting a pastor to come from the East Coast? And he said, well, well yeah, as a matter of fact, first thing out of his mouth was, what about Raleigh? And I said, where is Raleigh? And I honestly did not know. Uh, the only thing I think I knew about Raleigh was from Andy Griffith. You know, when he went to the big city, it was, Raleigh was a big city. So that's about all I knew, I think. And so I said, where is Raleigh? He said, well, it's in North Carolina and there's some people calling from there. I said, okay, he gave me their phone number. And, 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 and I, I called them. And, you know, I will never forget, and I think I've told this story uh, a while ago, but I will never forget, I, I called the guy, we talked on the phone. Now, keep in mind, y'all, this is back in 1995. 1995, so, uh, what is this, uh, 20, 20, 2015, 2015. So, we're talking 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Oh, yes, yeah, our 20th anniversary, what am I thinking? Yeah, 20 years ago. 20 years, can you, can you believe it? We've been 20 years. 20 years. I cannot believe it. I'm, honestly, if somebody would have told me I'd be still preaching and standing here 20 years later with no hair, I would go, that's unbelievable. Because I was going to hold on to my afro, even when it went out of style, I was going to hold on to it. But God's going to give it back to me in the kingdom of God. Anyway, so I called up this guy who had been calling out to California. And I said, um, hey, you know, I'm thinking about coming out there and so on and so forth. So we decided to come and just check out, spy out the land. March 23rd, 1995, we landed RDU. And I'm looking for the guy who I was talking to on the phone and he's looking for me. You know how when you're looking for somebody at the airport and you don't know what their face looks like and they don't know what your face looks like, you're just looking, you're like, you know, he's looking, you're looking, you're, he's looking, you're looking, you're like, He's looking, you know, you're looking, and then you go, oh, yeah, 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 hey, 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 man, how you doing? So I go, hey, I say his name, I'm not going to tell you his name. I say, hey, is it, and he said, he said, yeah, um, Rodney? I said, yeah, man, that man, look, now keep in mind, this was 20 years ago, okay? And the triangle, 20, the triangle was very different 20 years ago. Pray for me. He looked at me, he looked like, guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Let's just say that. All right, he looked at me, he go, Rodney? I said, yeah, man, it's me, it's me, man, I'm talking to you on the phone, it's me, yeah, hey, man, how you doing? You know, and I'm excited, and he's shocked. I don't think, okay. Y'all pray for me, all right? I don't, he did not know that I was African-American. He did not know that I was black. 
Now, I don't know, I don't know why he didn't know I was black. I mean, I, maybe my, my name maybe not doesn't give it away. I don't know. Um, I, maybe I wasn't on the phone saying, yo, man, what's up, dude? Hey, yo, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this, man. We're going to do it. I wasn't doing that. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just like, uh, talking like a normal person. So when I see him, he goes, He's shocked. I'm like, hey, man, well, you know. So we drive around, and we stay with this, these two families, these two families, two white families. We stay with them. If you're a visitor here, please come back. And, 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 <laughs> and, and please just give me one more chance, okay? <laughs> and we, so we stay with the, with, with the and, and before I left, before I left, the, the husbands, two of them, asked me, could we sit and talk? I said, sure, absolutely. And they said to me, they said, well, you know, we just want you to know that um, we don't think if you come back here to start a church, we don't really think it's of the Lord. And we, don't, we just want you to know that we, if you do come back here, we're not really going to be a part of it because we just don't think it's of the Lord. First of all, here we are 20 years later, and I would say it's of the Lord. But let me tell you what I told him then. What I told him then, told both of them then, is I said, you know, thank you for telling me that. I certainly pray I was not offended in any way. Because I understand that God does not need man to do his work. You get to be a part of God's work. God doesn't need you. You ain't all that in a bag of chips. You think you are, but you're not. God can do his work without you. I understood that. I said to them, thank you for telling me that. I certainly appreciate it. And I want you to know we were actually flying out that day. And I told them, I said, I'll tell you what. If we do move back here, we do come back here, you will know it's of the Lord. I said, because humanly, in my situation, it is impossible for us to do this. We had no money, uh, no jobs. Um, if we came back here, it would be no money, no jobs, no place to live. We have our kids with us. Um, it just was not possible. We were just simply walking by faith. So I said to them, if we move back here, you will definitely know it's of the Lord. Do you know we got back to California and God told us to sell everything we had? Sell everything. Don't have a garage sale. Open your front doors and have people come in and just sell it all. And we did just that. It took us five weeks to sell everything. We literally opened up the door and people walk in and go, hey, is that picture for sale? Yep. Uh, is that couch for sale? Yep. Uh, is that uh, uh, plastic plant for sale uh, that's really thin? Yep. Uh, with a lot of dust on it? Yep. Uh, how much you want for it? High dollar. And, 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 because uh, I'm trying to get money to get back here. So we sold everything, washer, dryer, refrigerator, beds, everything. We pulled into town in a forerunner with children and uh, just some stuff, some clothes and things of that nature. And four weeks after being here, God started the Bible study and in the clubhouse. And here we are 20 years later, and God is still being faithful. God has been faithful. That, 
That is, that is a supernatural faith that, 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 that comes upon you at that time. And that's, that's the gift of faith. And, 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 the, and once you, uh, when God comes upon you and, and the gift of faith is operating in your life, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I didn't know whether, Lord, is this bad pizza or is this really you speaking? I didn't know. But, but when God is really speaking, and God makes it clear, all obstacles don't matter. They don't matter. Then you just walk by faith and you trust the Lord. And, and then if you don't do what God is showing you to do, then you're in a place of disobedience. Then, it, you know, it seems like the only thing to do. So there's, there's, there's supernatural faith. And then saving faith, real quickly, is sometimes called general faith. General faith, we got to move on. That faith allows you a relationship with Jesus. It allows you the ability to call out to Jesus for salvation. And every single one of us has that within us as well, saving faith. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. Every one of us has the ability in us to call out to Jesus for salvation at any time. Our God is a supernatural God who enjoys doing supernatural things through very natural people. And he's the same God today, yesterday, and forever. Somebody say amen. And what he did yesterday, he'll do today. And that's why I don't understand people who say the gifts have ceased. Because if we believe that he's the same God today, yesterday, and forever, well, this is the same God who's still doing great things and great ways to empower not so great people to do a great work. And he does them by giving us gifts. Look at verse 11. I'm coming in for a landing. Look at verse 11. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one as he wills. The Holy Spirit determines who has what gift. And every born again believer has a gift. The early church, look at me, please. The early church realized and depended on, read the book of Acts, you can see it. Note in the book of Acts, and the Spirit said, and the Spirit said, and the Spirit said, the Holy Spirit was involved in the lives of the believers on an everyday basis. They were open to the Holy Spirit. They depended on the Holy Spirit. They knew that, that if the Holy Spirit doesn't move, whatever we do is dead religion. The church, in the early church, understood their dependency on the Holy Spirit. The church today, not so much. We're not so much dependent on the Spirit nowadays. We're dependent on our programs. We're dependent on our bank accounts. We're dependent on our, you know, system of doing things and how to get people in the doors and how to extract money from their pockets. We're not dependent on the Holy Spirit anymore, much. A.W. Tozer said, if the Holy Spirit were the were to be withdrawn himself from the church today, 95% of what we do would go right on and no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit were withdrawn from the church in the book of Acts, 90% of, 95% of what they were doing would have come to a screeching halt and everyone would have known the difference because they trusted in the Spirit of God. Let's not be guilty of hijacking the gifts. We need them and we can't do without them. And did you do your homework? As I asked you, not last week, but the week before, I said, go away and ask God what your gift is and what your part in the body is. Remember, when you become a Christian, God sends his Holy Spirit. He also sends a gift with it. 
And we're to use that gift and discover what that gift is and use it so that we can make the body of Christ a whole body. The next time we get together, we'll talk about a few more of the gifts here in chapter 12. Father, we love you today, and we thank you for your great love toward us. And Lord, we bless you today, and we thank you that you have given us gifts, and you've not leave, uh, left us to be orphans, Lord, that you've given us gifts that we might use them, um, Lord, to be a blessing to others and to glorify you. Saints, come on, stand to your feet, if you will. And Father, even as we stand in your presence, we thank you, uh, Lord, for being here. You said we're two or three are gathered in my name, you would be in the midst. And so we thank you, Lord, for your presence here. And I pray, God, that uh, even one word spoken to encourage, Lord, your people, uh, Lord, to be open to what you want to do with their lives. And may we all be able to say, here am I. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.